Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. Wow! For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. <laughs> You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network for our finale coverage of the show. Scott Cohen takes off. I couldn't remember what the name of the show was, but it is the covering finale. one show, and you still had to pause before delivering the opening. I know, but I I want to say Scott Pilgrim versus the world or whatever, you know. Oh well, close. Like I, I, I know, but anyway. We're here to talk about the final episode, but not the final podcast. The final episode of the show, the eighth episode, The World versus Scott Pilgrim. And did it take tw- twists and turns from my point of view? So I'm excited to talk about it. Um, my name is Rossi. And um, I don't have a quote. Um, what is. <laughs> oh, God. Um, my name is Rossi. And. Based on a memoir by Yol, Old Young Neil. I wonder if there's a connection. <laughs> uh, and my name is Colin, and we don't use the B word on Finale Night, girls. Um, yeah, uh, this episode. <laughs> um, I remember you saying at the end of the last one, it doesn't take the um, like the outcome of where I was like, recreating the original story. Mm-hmm. Um, but the entire opening of this, I was like, wait. He said it didn't happen, but they're really going out of their way to make it happen. So I didn't know what was going on. But then obviously um, there was explosions in the theater and uh, like a time portal that got opened. And yeah, things just went wild. And I love the episode. I, I this is what this is one of the higher ones for me. Um, how'd you feel? Uh, I, I love it too. I, I I definitely was enjoying when you're like, oh, they're going to go this direction for the finale because I remembered this opening scene, which uh, and I think I kind of alluded towards last week, you know, in the in the movie, there was like an alternate, not an alternate ending, but it seems like it ends. And then it's like, oh, no, we got another fight. And they basically set that up to almost toy with the audience to have some fun with them. And that's exactly what I, they, they ended up doing here in this episode. It's it's all an opening to toy with the audience, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, I mean, this goes all out. It is everything that uh, you were, I guess, expecting for closure and all that. It's nice to have the little montage on the end as well. Um, Again, from what anime I have been exposed to from Jamie, this definitely seems it lives up to like anime type finales and stuff like that. A lot of video game stuff in here as well. Some good nods to the the graphic novels, the great nod to uh, uh, one of the, the greatest young Neil moments ever, which you're only going to get when we watch the movie later in the year. So it's fantastic. It'll definitely be up there for me in the rankings as well, which I guess we won't even get to till next week. I know that'll uh good, good uh, plug there. <laughs> um, yeah, it definitely didn't go the direction I thought it was going to go. Like I should have like in some way predicted some of it just because of 
earlier episodes, like sort of this time uh, situation going on, especially in that episode where old him takes him to the future or whatever, like Mm -hmm. this whole, this whole thing set up. But yeah, no, I definitely did not expect it. I was like, I felt so, I was like the beginning is really going beat by beat of him trying to stop Mm -hmm. all of them. And like, as each one was like, no, not me. I was like, who is it then? Like, I literally (laughs) could not process who was doing it. Like, who is the bad guy in the end? And I I sort of said it like where I said that like Scott was old. Scott was just like a jerk and like not Mm -hmm. being good. But I I didn't eventually connect to realize that he could possibly also be the reason for all of this. Or or him or even older Scott. (laughs) Yeah, but that's all the same person. Like... I would, ex- there's like young Scott, like old Scott and even older Scott, mm-hmm. but old Scott and even older Scott are the same person. They have the same like POV on everything. So, well, and see, this is where I'm curious, like if the show will ever address it because we'll get to the resolution in a few minutes here, but uh, does this change old Scott and even older Scott's lives? Um, does it keep everything the same? Are they branched off? Is this a multiverse situation? Is even older Scott gonna forever be lonely? Because we don't really get a resolution for his life, but uh, who knows? That, that, those are questions maybe for season two, which uh, may or may not happen. Yeah, it's always it's like the in the end of Back to the Future part three, where he marries the colonial woman or whatever. Yeah, and it's like, so does that just erase like him being a scientist as yeah. well in the? the time like it's it's a weird thing to think about and like will they still go on like and it does get addressed at the fight like like where scott's like oh but i'm gonna become that or it's like how do you Mm -hmm. know i won't become that like there was a lot of sort of like i don't want to say meta but just like this extra dimensional thinking that was going on uh which which really made it a compelling kind of episode it wasn't just like crazy dumb fight there was like something to it yeah, uh, which, and, I, which I I liked. Yeah, and I, I think this is the one thing that, uh, you know, I've appreciated, A, for the things they've been able to do with the backstories of some of the other characters, giving the extra depth that was there in the, the books, but wasn't necessarily there in the movies just because of lack of time and all that. But the other part being like, it, as amazing as the movie is, I mean, there is so much more depth to even just the story and how much heart there is to the story and, uh, you know, how complex it is, because really the books and the story as a whole is just about how, you know, how how incredibly complex relationships are, even on the simplest level. And that, that's what this finale totally nailed and being able to see it from all these different timelines where it's like these little things actually change the future in s- such crazy ways. I mean, I doubt that, you know, uh, any anybody's going to actually have an evil older version themselves come back and try to ruin their lives and all that. But but still, the, the theme of what it was about was still there. Yeah, and, and it, it really, um, like you said, sort of was a lot of lead up, especially like last episode, I said, oh, yeah, the, the, it's hard to rank because we haven't seen, I haven't seen the mm-hmm. conclusion yet. And so, yeah, it's definitely a build up, a lot of sort of things, pieces and 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 situations that have happened before. Like it really does, it does a good job of closing every sort of like, you know, there's no unfinished story. Yeah. So. Which I, which is is great from something that I didn't expect to be as good. Yeah. I will say I was I was blown away. Like I, this is the best series I've watched this year. Yes. Um, I've only watched two series this year, so this is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it it was great. I I loved it, and then we'll go beat by beat now. Um, well, hold on. What was the other series? It was an anime. So okay, <laughs> so it's the number one anime as well. Yeah, so it, it beat out another anime. 
Um, I'll, I will say I'm still watching a current airing series, so we'll see if that gets um, where that awesome. lands with the two. So, um, <laughs> but you know, starting at the episode, they're at the theater. At, is it? It's a Broadway show, right? Like it's a, it's like a yeah. theater. It's like not a yeah. So it's a theater production that they're gonna go all see. And for some reason, every, it's like literally the gang's all here kind of situation. Every every named character is there. Uh, we've got all the exes. We've got the main crew who gets who will eventually get transported to the, the moon or something later on. Um, and so Scott's trying to fight them all. You know, he's got, you know, Todd, who's who's getting butter, a uh, side of popcorn with his butter. Uh, you know, he wants to fight Julie and and um, Gordon and then he tries to fight Matthew and then, and then every, like every single person either brushes him off or it's like, yeah, I didn't do that. Um, they really sort of yada yada this a little bit, like, but, but it, it, it was like out of the way immediately. It's not any of the evil exes. I mean, so they say they, they're, they're evil exes. They could have lied, but yeah. um, <laughs> we know they didn't. And then, so that leaves no one like they're, they're at a loss. They go into the theater. They're ready to start the show. Um, one thing I did notice is Naya saying she might pass out again from all the excitement, um, which is great. Um, and then uh, young Neil's quote of him reading the little pamphlet saying, based on a memoir by old young Neil, I wonder if there's a connection. Um, he's great. I, I love him. And yeah, so everyone's seated in the theater and every, all the exes are in a row together and envy back there. And then all the other main characters are in the row and they're watching the show. Um it's a really a lot of nothing until the fight comes, but it's a lot of little things. But um, anyway, we pan up. There's explosions in the rafters and they're like, dun, dun, dun. Is that part of this evil plot by someone? Um, which I will say I did call in um, whatever episode it was. I was like, there was the scene where Gordon was like, I'm still going to be evil. Like, oh, yeah, something, something. And I was like, is that going to lead to something in the future? Yeah. Or is that just like one of those throwaways and it actually led to something in the future? So I was so prepared for that. Uh, and anyway, in the middle of the performance, some sort of like explosion, like it occurs and the X's and the main cast are like, are they transported? I, I didn't really quite understand what. Yeah. I think they're like teleported. I don't know if it's to the future, if it's to Ramona's subspace dimension or something like that. Yeah. They're transported to some other like part of, of existence i'll say mm-hmm. uh, and then the other quote i wrote is todd said got to be part of the show the special effects are incredible <laughs> uh, which is great uh, and so we find out that the real reason that they get transported is not any of the evil exes it's even older scott who is 47 years old and he is like essentially hell-bent on stopping scott at all costs mm-hmm. and so he's like whatever the cause is like whether he kills him i don't know if that was the intent or just knocks him out i don't know he was like he, he turned very like true villain of the world where he's like i'm gonna kill i'm gonna destroy everything like and every accident like seemingly mm-hmm. no reason had to go that far uh but he he's he's hell-bent on revenge because he was unhappy with the way that things were going in the old scott timeline which is a little confusing um and then before the fight, I'll just say that the whole reason this is set up because he gives him those anti-kiss. Yeah, the like, anti-kiss field. Chemicals. Yeah, like the chemicals in the drink at the, the old house timeline, which is very confusing. But yeah, that's really the first 
part of this i'll save the fight i don't, I don't really know what to talk about it's hard to it's really hard <laughs> to talk about this episode that there's a lot in this one uh the opening stuff i mean you're completely right it is a whole lot of nothing it's a whole lot of nothing by design and i think that's what makes it so funny because we ended the last episode i'm gonna have to fight all the exes and then just one by one it's just no we're shot down we're shot down we're shot down i love todd with it when he's getting the butter on the popcorn he goes more more double that and then we're done <laughs> i think they're just pouring all this i'm sure that would be jamie if she was having popcorn it's like double that and then we're done uh and then when he's uh saying oh i had a cheese plate for breakfast lunch and dinner today uh and i love as he's going through scott's going through all the exes trying to fight them at one point i don't know if it was with roxy and um uh, lucas or something like that but two of them are there and he goes do either of you know anything about this force field thingy and would either of you like to fight about it like as in one sentence do you know anything about this and would you like to fight about it um and then, of course, before they even get to the opening credits, Scott drops the line, this finale sucks, which I think is amazing, too. Uh, the, the the Broadway production is hilarious. Like, this is something that's sort of been built in the background. Uh, and all about this, uh, you know, Young Neil book, uh, the old Young Neil book, <laughs> the uh, Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Life or whatever. This one's Scott's Precious Little Musical. And then Matthew is, it's already been set up uh, being the star of this. I love that, like, as much production as there is in this, like huge stage setup, you know, the music and everything. Matthew's wearing a wig where his black sideburns are clearly visible underneath the wig. Like it is the worst wig ever. Uh, and uh, and then they open with the bread makes you fat song that they were writing, I think like in episode six or seven that uh, Knives and Steven were writing. <laughs> so uh, ridding, yes, ridding is a word. Uh, but uh, bread makes you fat makes a comeback here. Um, and then, uh, what even scolder, even scolder, even scolder caught. Wow. I cannot talk today. <laughs> can we get, we, I, we can't do this. We're going to, we're gonna have to start releasing video episodes so I can be subtitled or something like that to finish this episode here. Even older Scott, <laughs> when he appears, cause we always have like the, uh, the ratings underneath and everything like that. I love that even older Scott, it says mental health well-being unknown uh, just to set up like how crazy this guy could be. Uh, I've got a note here that I don't even remember. Um, but, uh, oh, no, no, now, now this is coming back to me. So we get like the training sequence when older Scott, even older Scott is talking about like how he has been preparing for this the last couple of years, you know, even after uh, how bad it was with older Scott and Ramona uh, and how much worse it is after that. When you see him doing the training, he's doing the sit-ups, he's getting all ripped. And then you see that he's eating broccoli, but he's got a blindfold on, <laughs> which I don't know whether the joke of that is supposed to be that like he hates broccoli. So he has to blindfold himself or that this is supposed to be like a special skill. Like if you ever saw the karate kid, you know, Mr. Miyagi is like trying to catch a fly with chopsticks. Like this is a challenge. If you blindfold yourself, how am I going to fit this in my mouth if I can't see it? Uh, either way, it looked hilarious. Uh, and um, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to go too much further here because I think I, this is just right before the start of the fight when even older Scott's talking. I think Ramona is replying back to him and he just gets angry. You sound just like my wife. She's yelling at her, which is a great line. Yeah, it was a lot of like little things that like it's hard to like, it doesn't really have a full effect on the story. It's like mm -hmm. um, like he's talking to, to Roxy and he's like talking to all these people and it doesn't really amount to anything. And then like there's sort of a weird egging on by the exes in the theater and that's really it. And then the show starts like mm -hmm. It's really like a, a sort of like use flash in the pans kind of like quick sec quick sequences that that don't that don't really play a large effect on the story. But yeah, once they get transported, it starts and that's like really the start of all of this. Like where we find out why and like 
you said like he's doing all this training just to stop them mm-hmm. and he like goes on the war path and really to stop all of them for no real good reason like i said yeah. like it's really only scott that's the the issue here you know <laughs> um but like i was like kind of shocked at like the start of it because like the first thing that happens is like scott comes to talk to scott mm-hmm. and he just like knocks him like he like straight up sucker sucker punches yeah uh the, the young Scott. So I was like kind of blown away that that's how it started. Well, especially because we saw an angry, you know, bitter, jaded, even vengeful older Scott in the last episode who is buddy buddy with young Scott. So you're expecting the even older Scott that this is all going to be about protecting him. But it's like, it's not protecting him. Now this guy's so angry and bitter that he's like, he just wants to destroy everything. Yeah, no, he's, he's fully lost the plot. Like definitely, um, the like uh, what was it mental health un- uncertainty yeah. <laughs> like the definitely like clear. Know, yeah um oh one of the funniest things in the episode was when he gets punched scott like young scott gets sucker punched <laughs> uh, there's that like very quick like comic booky thing of all the characters looking shocked yeah and then there's young neil looking around <laughs> I don't know if you that it was so good um yeah, so that, like that really... shot that shot something that comes from the comics like we have all you mean all like the split screens where everybody's expression that's something that yeah. comes straight from the comics, which they duplicated in the movie as well. So that's like a signature Scott Pilgrim uh, visual right there with like everybody's faces all on camera and the little split screen thing. Adding young Neil to it, though, it is, that is the tipper. Yeah. Um, which really then starts like the whole uh, sort of the um, like the fight. This is really what what starts the fight. Like it, it like everyone, so everyone really started getting intense. Like everyone's like, we're gotta, we've got to get ready for this. So then it, it, it is like um, even older Scott versus everyone, which we finally got mm-hmm. the announcer for that, which had been a while. Yeah. Um, it's also very hard to sort of talk about the choreography of the fight just because it's like everyone gets sort of almost everyone gets a turn. Yeah. Um, but just kind of to talk through some of the things we see. So the first people that go were like the X's. Um. I, I like couldn't even take notes because it was just like onslaught of people like Ramona's got her um, like Thor hammer, you know, knives even gets it. It's so hard to talk about, like the knives has her little weapons, like everyone starts of going in like bit by bit. Um, who had the force field? Because someone had a force field, which we hadn't seen. Before. Oh, I don't remember. Again, like I've, I've watched this twice now. I even I even skimmed through it a third time. Before we recorded this, and that's how much I need, is re- I need another rewatch. But someone yeah. like someone had a force field as like to protect someone. I think that like it was one of the like friends, like either Kim or someone like that, had a force field or something. But anyway, all the exes are having their weapons. We see Todd go back to eating uh, broccoli again, and he gets super strong again. Like it's just this full collaboration, except until uh, I forget how it happens. But then the few future scott or older scott like transports everyone except for scott and ramona back to the theater mm-hmm. and so then it's it's left to them to um then they like i said before they were having that conversation about like how do we not how do we stop him like they're overpowered but it's like will i become that like do we just give up like we've lost like but then you'll become that like how do i know and that, that sort of dialogue happens um but they're saved because even older ramona shows up with age her, still unknown <laughs> or yeah. still don't ask or something yeah with her 88 mile an hour uh <laughs> skates and she she comes in and essentially like ignore like 
it gets everyone to acknowledge what the problem is and and i don't fully know if i'm 100 by it but like ramona's like i'm i was running away from the things i love um which i fully don't know if i 100 agree that she loved every single one of her exes but like no well if i could i'll just interject here i i think that it's fairly consistent with her character in every version of this story that that's her issue. Like, you know, Oh, not necessarily. I don't even think it's necessarily about her loving these other people, but that that's her thing. You know, whenever anything uh, happens, she's like, oh, I'm just going to run. I'm just going to split. You know, she doesn't really stick around. She's not a person to work through any problems, which of course becomes Scott's problem as well. So I think she was probably referring to Scott as far as loving, but then having the flashback to show like, this is, this is a problem with her character that, that has history there. Yeah, it, it, it was a little weird from, from my end, like that they were like, oh, I've run away from what I love. Or so that's because I was like, that's a little, little confusing. I get the running away part. Like, yeah, she does that. Um, but she's finally like, oh, I'm tired of doing this. Like, I have to fix this problem, which we we had talked about, like Rona not being the best throughout the series a little bit of like, she kind of just like ditched these people. She was yeah. just rude. Or, they all, They almost all had reason to be bitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so she finally is like ready to acknowledge that she like is a part of the problem and and in a weird turn of events fuses with her future self <laughs> to then like fix the problem like like orders old scott to go back to his timeline like banishes him back to the timeline to fix his problems and then future ramona like no no fused ramona then kisses Super scott. ramona <laughs> Yeah, like Super Ramona kisses Scott and then they're back to the theater. Like it was a weird like sort of situation. I I, I don't know. I'll let you talk about it as well. But like the, the whole thing sort of is a weird situation. Um, and, th- and then sort of like the ending of the like the main timeline is that they're back at the theater. We get to see the end of the show. And then we sort of get resolution on these explosives that were in the theater where it was uh, Gordon and Julie who had set them up because they wanted the Empire back but Matthew just gives away because he's bankrupt essentially <laughs> um, all he wanted was the play um, and so that's really it I'd rather let you talk about that and then we can quickly chat epilogue at the end yeah uh, if so uh, some of the moments that I think are the best during the everybody versus older Scott um, you mentioned Todd where he just takes the one bite of the broccoli and he's got the glow on his head again the vegan powers come back uh knives is actually my favorite which which has more to do with there's references in there that you'll you'll get when we watch the movie um but uh when she's fighting older scott uh first she has a line where she says chow down this is like a knives chow line when she goes into fights she uses that line which is like it's just a horrible line chow down uh playing on her name which is played for the fact that it is a horrible line but they still included that in there uh, but the other part being that when older Scott hits her, you'll see the red highlight she had in her hair come out of the hair. Um, all I want you to do is just remember red highlights coming out of Knives Chow's hair. And then when we get to the movie, you're going to see probably the single funniest moment in that entire movie revolving around that, which may also involve one of your favorite characters. Uh, so that that is that is like Jamie's favorite moment from the movie as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, the highlights coming to her hair is definitely a little nod to Pascot Pilgrim, uh, as is the part where Scott's getting ready for battle and he stops to tie a shoe. Another thing that's been used before in Scott Pilgrim, where you have this dramatic buildup, then he's got to stop and slowly tie his shoe. Um, the uh, the thing with older Ramona, like this is where it gets quite deep because 
she she mentions here like we already had the scene with Scott uh and older Ramona which was such a good scene in the last episode where she was explaining uh about how oh yeah things weren't going well or whatever and uh you know this is what happened but I didn't want to forget a relationship but she never addressed what that issue was and here what I think is funny is that it literally comes down to her just saying to even older Scott we hit one rough patch and you went completely insane uh which that kind of leaves it open to what the story was. If they want to continue with this in a season two or whatever, or come back to this, who knows, way down the line, we still don't really know what that was, but it's just funny that it was something so simple, which fits with Scott's character. Scott's character is somebody who panics very quickly. You know, uh, if anything goes wrong first, most of the time he's going to be oblivious if something goes wrong. Uh, but then if something does go wrong, it is like full flight mode, you know? Uh, so we we actually have these little bits between Ramona with her, I always run, that's my problem, and older Scott, you hit one rough patch and you go completely insane. Uh, we're still actually developing these characters, even if it's like, what is it now, 30-something years in the future, which I, I still find it kind of funny. Like The first time I watched the show, it didn't even occur to me that the future scenes in the last episode were like five years in our past or something like that. And now these even older scenes are probably only about four or five years in our future, but it's like so super, you know, futuristic. I just love that. Um, but <clears throat> this moment with Ramona fusing the, the creation of super Ramona, that, that just, again, feels like from every anime that Jamie has shown me, like, I think there's a famous clip from Sailor Moon in the final Sailor Moon episode where Sailor Moon becomes like a super Sailor Moon or something like that. And when I saw this, I'm like, oh, isn't that kind of like that Sailor Moon thing? Uh, but then you have Scott, who's on the video game side, who's like, this is just like in Sonic Hedgehog 2. One of them says Sonic Hedgehog 2 and the other one says Sonic Hedgehog 3. <laughs> which I, I I don't know which one of them is telling the truth. Uh, I asked Casper. I wish I could get him on the episode right now to ask him. Uh, but uh, maybe I can before this episode is over. <laughs> and, and believe it or not, through the magic of radio, uh, we now have Casper here. That took no time at all. Um, in the amount of time it took him to get here... <laughs> He jumped on the treadmill, uh, hit his face on it, and he also climbed into the washing machine, and now he's lifting a 10-pound weight. Okay, Casper, come here. We have a question for you. You need to put the weights down. I asked him, can you come down and help me on my recording? He says, of course, Daddy. Um, Casper, put the weights down. <laughs> come here. Come here. Oh, yeah, thank you for throwing it on our new hardwood floors. Okay, uh, come here. I have a question to ask you, Casper. Casper, can you look? Okay, hold on. Yeah, no, I, I ask you a question. When does Sonic turn into supersonic? He turns into Sonic the Hedgehog 2. It is Sonic Hedgehog 2? Okay, thank you. One of the Scots was right. All right, you can go upstairs and play on your tablet again. Thanks for coming on the radio show. Well, no, I, you don't want to jump on the treadmill. <laughs> you want to do Kung Fu, okay. Uh, why don't you go do Kung Fu upstairs with your tablet, okay? Thank you for coming, Casper. We got to wrap this up. Go back upstairs now. Casper, go back upstairs now. Casper, time to go upstairs. You, hey, you're not going to get to play your tablet unless you go upstairs. Okay, no more tablet for Casper. No more tablet for Casper. All right, bye. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Just imagine what happens when he's upstairs and we're not recording. There we go. Confirmation. It was in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Thank you, Casper, for joining us. And the continuity of this show. <laughs> uh, I have to talk about the epilogue, right? Uh, yeah. Well, did I have anything else to talk about here? Let me see. I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, the uh, Super Ramona thing is fantastic. Um, 
when they all get back. I, I love the uh, the little back and forth conversations you get, like when Gideon reveals the bomb, and then you have uh, Matthew saying, "Like we don't we don't use the B word on opening night," which is my opening line. Uh, the joke that Matthew lost, I lost billions. Can you please take your empire back? Oh, that was easier than I thought. Uh, and then there's a lot of back and forth chatter between characters. Uh, one of them, uh, I love that somebody says, that was the best Scott of all. I like Scott now. And then somebody else says, yeah, it sucked. <laughs> um, the, the, those, those are like some of the background characters we talk about. There's one other thing I was just going to mention is there's a character who has not yet been used in any media, I think, except for the books named Lisa Miller. Then when I was reading through the trivia, it says Lisa Miller's in this episode. So I tried to find it. She's literally in the, the audience. I think that this is supposed to be her in the audience sitting behind the twins when the show's about to start. But this is a very important character that in the books is kind of used as like another love triangle situation between Scott, Ramona and somebody. Uh, but that is the only cameo she's gotten so far. There's still room on season two. But yes, epilogue now. Um, yeah, it was just sort of a culmination of everyone's sort of individual stories at the end. Um, like, again, it was definitely like, boom, 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 boom. We got a lot of like quick flashes. Um, the notable things to me were the bomb, the sex bomb mom is back together with knives this time, which I thought was fun. Um, Ramona finally dyes her hair again in this episode. We get a re-dye there. Um, Roxy and uh, Todd were training. Um, I think, you know, Envy was back singing. It was sort of everyone was kind of back to their original form. The the, the biggest takeaway for me was um, Wallace with his winning or earnings from the movie mm -hmm. goes to Paris. Um, and, and we then get to see it, his husband, I'm guessing. Yeah, well, you did mention this character. And then when I looked up, I was like looking stuff online to find something that it was the character that you had mentioned. That this yeah. is the character. Um, so the odd is funny, like another uh, um Canadian in um, Paris with like, Paris? A, like the whole yeah 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 um, and then they do kiss which is where he's like wait the sparks are real <laughs> which is the funniest thing to me and sort of that's those are the quick highlights for me I, I, I'm probably missing big ones but uh, well I mean knives is now part of the band and they don't suck uh, which that's something that's I think they mentioned a few times in the series but that's something that's very prominent in the books uh, that they're always worried that they suck. Scott and Steven and, you know, Kim's just more like, yeah, we suck. But it's always like, oh, do we suck? We don't know if we suck or not. Uh, and so to kind of end on that, we don't suck because Knives has joined the band is funny. Uh, the video store closing, Kim and uh, Holly, her coworker slash roommate, uh, obviously a Netflix flicks joke there. The video store's closing, but they go to work at Second Cup, which I don't think I mentioned, but like the place that Stacy works, Second Cup, that is a real chain. That is like Canada's Starbucks. Uh, so they, they use it in I here. That, that was Tim Hortons. Uh, well, Tim Hortons is different. I'm, Tim Hortons is more restaurant slash coffee shop. Uh, second cup would be like the, the, the hipster hangout coffee shop, I guess. Uh. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, the thing about Ramona becoming a stunt woman is funny that this is her new job. I also love that they're playing it out to the, the beach boy song. God only knows, which have you ever seen the movie love actually that's like the end montage music. this is basically the love actually ending here we also get the security guards again simon Pegg and nick frost from uh all of edgar wright's movies like Shaun of the dead hot fuzz and all that uh and then uh yeah the, the, that line about a major canadian motion picture that was never made is in there uh and then the end credit song is actually this is the scott pilgrim song which well there's two end credit songs but i mentioned that the name scott pilgrim the character was named after a song from a band called plum tree 
uh, that had a song called Scott Pilgrim. And that's the song you actually hear here. Uh, and then uh, Mortal Kombat, the Mortal Kombat uh, ending music they have here, where it's like, da -da 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 -da, and you have like that voice, Scott, Ramona, Knives, <laughs> going through all the names there. I love that kind of the end credits. And then our post credit scene that Gideon and Julie could potentially be the villains for the next season, which I think is what everybody predicted. I'm blanking on that last scene, but okay. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. you didn't stick around long enough to see it. <laughs> I don't remember it. I, it's I like, the, you know, that if you remember like episode one or two, there was like the big control with all the video screens. Oh, and... yes, 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 yes. No, I remember. Yeah. 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 So we know that it's still going to go somewhere. Gideon still has to be a villain at some point. Yes, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. And I did look up the song. It was quite catchy, the yeah. end credit song. So, um, but yeah, that was, that was it. We'll, we'll, we'll save our um, rankings. We're both buying it. Yeah, which is not a good question. Like episode rankings for the very end. So, um, which I'll just say now we finish these episodes. So, still come back next week because we're going to do a, a season ranking. I was tempted to call it a series ranking because there's no confirmation if there's going to be another season, but we have a post. You got to speak it into the world that it's going to have. Yeah, exactly. Two. We're 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 daring Brian Lee O'Malley to make another season here. Uh, so uh, we're going to go over, you know, just talking points of the season, the major storylines, all the characters. It'll be mostly talk about young Neil, I'm guessing. Uh, we're going to, uh, rank our episodes one to eight. And then we're also going to pick our top five hall of fame moments for the season, which, uh, I've got a list, uh, uh bigger than five right now. So we'll see what we can, and we can, uh, takeaway. now I, I did not prep you, prep you on this, but we could also do, uh, what we look forward to in season two. Yes. There's a good yeah. one. Because I don't think we've ever done a recap of a series that has yet to have another season yet. So that's a good one. Yeah, but that, that'll be it for this episode. Save all, save all our content for our next episode. Um, uh, my name is Rossi, and I am the true evil villain. <laughs> that's not my... a quote, but I, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> he is. Um, my name is Colin, and double that and we're done. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the Oz network.net thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time